0: Hello and welcome to The Cast of Us, a podcast dedicated to The Last of Us on HBO and brought to you by the lovely people at the Fan Critical Podcast Network. Um, we are here with our deep dive into episode six of The Last of Us titled Kin um, and I'm joined by my kin oh, that's nice, in a way. Um, now it's changed, dear listener, my running order's changed a little bit because I... I'm going to say it anyway because I thought it was a nice little intro. Um, unfortunately, the J-Man, uh, J-Bone, can't be with us today. J-Bone. But what I did have written for him here is uh, the sibling that you know is going to get very drunk at any family gathering, insult everyone and then throw up on himself and possibly others. Uh, yeah. That would have been John's intro. Doesn't even Doesn't have to be an event. Just no, any excuse. Shab- shambles Hamid. of a man after he's had some beers. Angry. Absolute shambles. Yeah. Uh, may he may he rest in peace.
1: Bless guys. him. We've lost um, him. Because <laughs> uh, what happened was we we're on a supply run, and um, yeah. he obviously he's he's not as nimble as uh, as some other members of the of the crew. Ouch. Um. He, well, he's too busy standing around complaining about stuff. And
0: yeah, he, true. He was complaining. He got got. He got got. He got got whilst he was complaining. Yeah, that sounds like how he would go out. Uh, And that other sibling that you can hear is the one who constantly looks up to you uh, and seeks my personal approval Uh, for anything that he does. It's little Gareth. Yep. Hello. Yep. Good. Well, I spoke to you yesterday, mate, to be honest with you, you for the hot take. So I don't really need to ask how you are. Yeah. Um, You right should there. save that for John, but he's on death's door because he's ill. Uh, get better, mate. Um, yeah. I hope you enjoy listening to this on your little sick bed, um, and it gives you a few chuckles. Oh, look I'm at sure that. the listeners are thinking about you as well, in a way. Right. What happens um, when I was sick
1: one time? I get, oh, look at this. We were, were loving it, mate. Blah, blah, blah. We were isn't loving it, it. We were having isn't a laugh. We were having a joke. Sick he is. John's way You're like, oh, get well soon, mate.
0: Rest up. Yeah. 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 You don't cross John, mate can cross you but you don't you don't cross john yeah I'm sweet He's one of those characters anyway gareth we've already given our sort of overall thoughts but we didn't give it a score uh you know on the hot take yesterday because that's not allowed we only do that here on the deep dive so um give me give me a synopsis for anyone who didn't hear the hot take about your thoughts on this episode and also give me those delicious blueberries in whatever quantity uh, between one and five right. that you fancy, zero and five actually. True, you could give a zero, which is unheard of. Yeah, we're not allowed to score it until we've
1: had a chance to go and have a look and see what everyone else thinks, and then we can score. That's right, mate. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, I cowards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I normally I normally get to go last on this, so I just I just sort of see what you and John are saying. Um, yeah, true. No, I said it yesterday before a follower I'd seen. Anything that anyone else had to say, I said a uh, slower paced episode, um, more of a character driven story, um, less action, of course, but I loved it. I loved it. This show does those slower moments just as well as it does the high octane action stuff, I think. Um, and I really... I think I've said it each episode. I've said, you know, oh, yeah, I like, I like this bit of development in the Joel and Ellie relationship. But this episode is where it it really was turned up to 11. Um, turned up to 11. Ooh, 11. It feels like there's yes. something there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... Uh, and yeah, I thought it was... Put the, that pun book down. Yeah. Jesus, put it down. <laughs> I've been reading from it non-stop since uh, two weeks ago. Um, You're a regular old William <laughs> Livingstone. <laughs>
0: That's what he says, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. He, he yeah, it
1: yeah. I mean, I don't think he sounds like that. Um,
0: yeah, terrible. I'm terrible at accents. I mean, it's, it's actually embarrassing. I it should stop doing bad, it. It is bad, isn't it? Uh, John thinks he's good at them, but they all sound Eastern European. And you, I don't know. Don't I even can, bother. I can do accents. But uh
1: yeah, what what was I saying? Um lovely stuff. Lovely Joel app. Pedro Pascal in this episode, uh phenomenal. I think anybody who's doubting doubting his acting credentials needs to needs to have a, a look at themselves, yeah? Because you're wrong. Yeah. Um and I'll tell you how many blueberries I'm giving it.
0: G- giving wow. it five. Five whole blueberries. Yeah, oh and gobble, do you know gobble, what gobble.
1: I, I really liked. I know this is different. I know this is more advanced than, uh, than the game. I really liked Jackson, the town, Jackson, Wyoming. It was like, I like that that exists. I like that they've got
0: to the point where they can have a little mini functioning society. Um, yep. And uh, when we do our Last of Us Part 2 playthrough, Gareth, and I watch you in that weird voyeuristic way that I will watch you play the game, because I've played it multiple times. I'm actually on my third playthrough of Last of Us Part 2 uh, now, um, you will see Jackson some more. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I've had time to think about this. Now, how can you compare episodes five and six? I don't know because they're very different entities. That's um, comparing them. I You've was on... It. Yeah, I know. But I was on the cusp of giving this episode a five. Um, but... And I will say, but I have watched it, of course, wow. multiple times. I feel strongly that the university sequence is too rushed. Now, that's me being very nitpicky. Very for a game for 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 someone from the game's perspective. Now, I think they've done a fantastic job with everything else they've done, adaptation wise. The changes that they've made, the reasons for those changes for television. However, I have, I, I see no reason why this episode couldn't have been 10 minutes longer and then give the 10 minutes to that sequence. Mm. It was 58 minutes long. There's no reason behind it because they, they, they choose the runtimes. They actually physically choose them. Like we've had an hour and 16 minutes. Give us an hour and 10 here. Um and it would have been a five blue.
1: I mean, I'm trying to squeeze these in in my, in my lunch breaks on a Monday <laughs> afternoon. So I was well, quite happy with the runtime. Yeah, of
0: course you were. But I mean, like, the episode's fantastic. Everything uh, good about the episode is character-driven, it's emotional. I think, you know, it's a fantastic episode. It's, like you said, the and we've talked about the action is emotional action, not actual set pieces. The set piece at the end, is kind of where it falls down with the action. Um, Mainly because I feel it's lazy. It's a bit lazy, the action there. Uh, I feel in the game it's more dramatic. And I'm not saying it needs to be unrealistic because obviously in the game, you're taking down like 10 raiders or something as you're escaping the university. Um, But here it felt more subtle, which is fine. And they've done that with a lot of the action. They've toned it down from the video game for obvious reasons to make it work for TV. I just felt here that the blocking, the action in this scene was under par compared to what the show has been delivering. So that's why it doesn't get a five. However, everything else, incredible. Pedro Pascal, incredible. Bella Ramsey, that my favorite scene from the game, as I talked about in the hot take, made it into the show and it's pretty much word for word. And we'll talk about that more as we get there. Um, you know, I loved seeing these characters take a beat, Did you- process... Did you uh, love it, or did you just yeah? Think I loved it. it. I just very just good the last ten minutes is you rushed. Quite liked it. Uh,
1: I think that's. I think that's very harsh. If you're saying that everything else was fantastic, right? Yes, your it was. your words. Everything else was fantastic. For you yes. to be put off by five minutes at the end, that yeah. Uh, I I mean, I'm presuming you quite liked the the end, the actual end, like the final moment, which is the same as which is the same as as the game, right? Um, so you're, it's losing a blueberry because you don't like how Joel was stabbed, which you are you're entitled Uh, to, you're entitled to, I just, I suspect, I suspect Mm -hmm. you feel like, and I, I, John might give this a three. Because he does that from time to no, time. No, he would give it, a, I think he'd give
0: it a four or five, genuinely. I don't know. He's he's too ill to tell us. I don't know. <laughs> he is. Bless John, him. John, if you could write into our feedback section for next week <laughs> and let us know, that'd be fucking fantastic. <laughs> we'll mate. find
1: out next week um, when we check our emails. Um, yeah. I think you're trying to balance, you're trying to provide some balance. That's what I no, think is happening here. I, no, I,
0: I, do. I, I, swear, I swear this to you, Gaz, and I swear this to you listeners. I've watched the episode three times. I've played through the game extremely recently on my sixth playthrough of The Last of Us Part 1, right? The drama, and it's not over-the-top action, that is in the game's version is far superior. And that is the only time I'm saying that in the whole run-through so far. I think every every other little thing they've adapted has been fantastic. This is the one time where I've been there going, oh, the university bit is not as good in the show as it is in the game. Anyone who plays that section come come will agree with me. i tell you now they'll agree with me. Well, I think and a lot of people will agree
1: with that score.
0: I think a lot of people will see this as a full bloop episode. And
1: that's that's totally fine. I get that. Um I'm surprised you see it that way because I think no, no, look, I know that you value the the development yes, of the characters and the relationships
0: 100%. and the the brotherly love in there as well. But a hundred percent. A hundred percent. I I that that for me this is the episode which is the most character driven and they've got the most evolution and they've got rid of baggage and they've moved on from past traumas potentially by the end of the episode. Um, I just feel that the execution of the last 10 minutes was rushed and that's fine. That's okay. But when they're fucking playing around with these runtimes, you know, if the, if the rumors are true that episode nine is only 40 fucking six minutes or something, come on, man, give me 10 more minutes here. There's no harm in that. Anyway, I digress. Let's move on to the scene by scene breakdown. But before we do that, a little f- few things to go through. Um, of course, click a corner coming up as well. Uh, just to say, like I asked John to do just then, you can write in uh, and feature in our feedback section in the podcast. So many of you have been in touch already, have featured in the feedback section, um, or you can just talk to us if you want, write in, and uh, that's Fan Critical Podcast. At gmail.com, that's fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. The email is in the show notes. Click it, write an email, send it to us, let us know your thoughts on this episode. Let, let us know if you think I'm out of order for taking a blueberry off for the university sequence, or Gareth's correct, and I'm being petty. Um, that'd be interesting. Uh, I want to say a big thank you to everyone who's reviewed the pod so far. Uh, we do implore you, if you are enjoying these podcasts, please do leave us a review. Um, it's just a lovely little gesture that you can do. Um, stage three, which is the next stage of support, is uh, you, you can go on Patreon, Gareth. Doing this again, are eh? you? Yeah, doing this again. Yeah, you can, this. Go on, you can go on Patreon. Yeah. You can give us some money, Yeah, which is extreme in a way. But people do it because they really do appreciate uh, the content that we make, Gareth. And they do that by going to patreon.com forward slash fan critical and there is access to bonus podcasts bonus content there you can email us and talk to us directly through that channel extreme
1: it's not extreme at all it's really normal it's in fact it's it's really weird if you're not
0: paying us that that you're the strange one yeah the thousands of you listening to this who are not part of the patreon take a long hard look at yourself and think why am i weird let me join the normal people and uh go to patreon.com slash fan critical speaking of normal people who are patreons we have more Patreons go. Mm. And uh this week I want to say a massive thank you to Steve Park. Thank you for joining the Patreon. Steve. Uh yours Steve, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh your support over the years has been amazing. Uh I know uh through chatting with you now on Patreon that you've been listening for a long time. And we're happy, aren't we, Gareth, that we've kept them entertained for so long.
1: I I'm delighted that we've provided some entertainment for Steve. I'm even more delighted. Equally as delighted that Steve has yeah. entertained us with some money. So thanks, Steve.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, we will use that money uh, to make John do a little dance for us, Gareth. We'll throw the money at him as he dances for us. Mm. It takes a lot to make John dance. True. Uh, not when he's drunk, it doesn't. Anyway, I have uh, some lovely feedback from Steve, but I'll put that in the old feedback section. Just pocket in that for the feedback section which is after click a corner later in the episode now we're going to have a few adverts a little musical interlude and when we come back we're going to do the scene by scene breakdown for episode six of the last of us titled kin Okay, so we open this episode actually with the end of episode five and we see poor Henry blowing his brains out uh, Mm. after killing Sam. Uh, Brutal, brutal reminder. But then uh, as it cuts to black, much like the video game, uh, it fades up and it is a new season, a new location. We are three months later and we have someone uh, bringing back some delicious rabbits from a hunt. Uh, As they enter their wood cabin, they see that their wife is being held at gunpoint. She seems unfazed, though, and has even made her captor, Joel, some soup. Joel and Ellie ask them where the hell they are on a map and what is the best way west, to which they reply, go east.
1: Great, great response. Very good. Yeah. Um, Very good. I feel like Banter. he said that before, yeah. though. You know, you know, when you've got like, yeah, every people, people who have like rehearsed lines and you, when they say it, you're like, you've said that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he
0: knows. I love this little opening. Um, the sort of warmth of the cabin permeates through, uh, your TV, and the characters. Just they just. I'm just happy that people like this are able to survive in this world. There's a part of me that questions how the fuck they have survived because with all these raiders around and you know. Oh. they're very chilled. They're very chilled, which I love. I love that. But you know, yeah, you
1: could say um, this was a cold open because the snow. Yeah. yeah, good that. Yeah, um, but it wasn't. But it could have been. Could have been in a way. I mean, it, it was a cool open. Um, uh, you're right. They are. Um, they're too too sweet for this world. But I tell you what. The, they can handle themselves. They are outdoors people. You can tell. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yep. who's going to bother them? Like, what? <laughs> who's going to well, trudge Gareth, all the way up it's to just their raiders
0: and cabin. hunters? And yeah. let's just say there's a group coming up um, that you don't want to fuck around with. Um, of course, Joel and Eddie get the information they need, and then we move onwards with them trekking across the North American wilderness uh joel is seemingly having panic attacks and it's clear that over the past three months the relationship between them has grown um panic attacks gareth panic attacks interesting uh development because obviously when you play through the game you don't really have this sort of element to it don't see this side of it but i guess it's a game so you don't you know you don't it'd be weird do you know what i mean (laughs) Well, it could, mean, it could work. That that could have been could a, work. a function, like you know, just occasionally yes. when you see
1: something too scary, and then you like <laughs> the screen goes all yeah. fuzzy or something, and
0: yeah, you can't move. I think properly. the whole game would be fuzzy. I think that'd be an issue. Um, now, nah, I I, I we'll, we'll talk about the panic attacks, panic attacks later because uh, they reminded me a bit of like Tony Soprano in Sopranos. Um, you know, there's there's a little theme about. Characters having panic attacks in multiple shows now. Um, so I think it's an interesting thing to unpack, especially with Joel's uh, previous trauma and the fact that he's finally catching up with him. Yeah, at I mean, night, he doesn't have Ellie the looks... option of... He doesn't have the option of going to a... Um, psychiatrist. To see a psych, so yeah, tricky. No. Well, he might do in Jackson, Gareth. I don't, I, there might be a psychiatrist True. in Jackson. True, Yep. They seem to f- have everything else. Yep, so they've got movies. Um, at night... Ellie looks at the Aurora Borealis and ponders hopefully. She questions what will they both do once she has saved the world. Joel says he'd be a sheep farmer uh, and have a ranch. Uh, and Ellie says that she would like to be an astronaut like Sally Ride. Uh, after that chat, Joel says he'll take both watches, then falls asleep by accident and shocked when he wakes up.
1: Yeah. Absolute
0: shambles of a watch. Like, I... Yeah. I think he's like those and don't don't be offended listeners if you are of an age that I'm referencing here. Because trust me right now, I am 35 and sometimes when I'm sitting there watching telly, I just nod off. Yeah, you bloody right? realise I've done it. It's... I do love that. Now, he is 56 years old and let's put it this way. He must be knackered, mate. Like, know, honestly, but... they must be fucking knackered. But he, ne- yeah. he needs to recognise that.
1: Like, he needs to accept. <laughs>
0: and do what?
1: And what have, a, have a sleep occasionally. So, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll take the first one. But, yes, you can take the second watch.
0: Let me have a couple of hours kip, please. Yeah. Well, Ellie's fully capable, as she says here. Um, but this is a, a, a theme that runs throughout the episode of Joel thinking that he's not living up to the standards which he's used to in terms of protection um and uh, he references this later to Tommy but we'll, you know this is just like a, another strike for him mm yeah um what would you be Gareth if uh you know the world went to shit but then 20 years later there's a chance of saving it uh what would you do would you be a little sheep farmer like Joel or would you
1: Um. Well, you know, I my my background, my family history, is Welsh. um, Yeah. And you know, the Welsh and sheep are famously famously get along well. They do. Um, That is a stereotype. I can say that because I'm Welsh. So the British Isles don't have a go. Um. Yeah. What about you? You there's absolutely zero chance that you're going to the moon. You're.
0: I Well maybe you, know you would because you terrified enough, of I the had sun. A com now nah, I had a I had a conversation about space because I love space as a sidebar. I'm a bit like Ellie like that. Read all about it and you know dive into uh articles, books about space. Mm. But what I would say is uh I was saying in this conversation, because I, I would happily pay to go into space. Now obviously at the moment it's like a quarter of a million d- dollars but in about 20 years time, I reckon it'll be about 50 grand. Mm. And I was like, I'm definitely doing that. Like, there's no way I'm not doing it. I'm going into space. So before I die, touch wood, I am going into space, listeners. You actually touch wood. I am like wood. Ellie. That's- I will be uh, an astronaut of sorts. Yeah. Okay?
1: See, I'm not sure you get to call yourself an astronaut for like sitting no, you do. on a luxury chair. You eating. You do yeah chips and big time watching you can't be like sitting on there watching fast and the furious 19 or whatever uh, and be like oh yeah this counts as being an astronaut <laughs> yeah no. i'd
0: still watch that film fast and furious 19 so, yeah <laughs> anyway um, as they cross the river of death near the dam they are surrounded by a group on horseback. They question if they are infected and release the hounds, Mr. Burnstyle, mm-hmm. uh, to tell We've if they in are... With <laughs> bees in their mouths. With uh, bees in their mouths. Joel is paralysed with fear as he believes the dog will rip Ellie to pieces. Luckily, it can't tell she's infected and gives her a big cuddle and kiss. <laughs> I don't think the dog... Gives her a cuddle. Come here, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Now yeah, this was good. This is another sign of Joel not living up to his standards, um, not really knowing what to do in that situation. To be fair, to be fair. I'm, I've am had the
1: benefit of, you know, over 24 hours since watching it. I don't know what you'd yeah. do in that situation. Even
0: You can't do anything.
1: What, what can you do? You're surrounded by people pointing guns at you. And angry dogs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, my biggest disappointment in this whole sequence is before they get surrounded, they see the dam. And Ellie walks up to it and says, damn. Yeah. Which was funny. No, it's funny. But I feel like she missed out on my favorite is this the fish pun. One? Yeah. yeah fish on. swam into a wall. Damn. That's the best dam pun. So that's the, the best, best damn pun, pun you're ever gonna hear.
1: <laughs> it is the best damn
0: pun you are ever gonna hear. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. Double whammy. Yeah, but you know? didn't mean so the second that,
1: one. That's the
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I do now, <laughs> so don't worry about it, right? Uh, um Nah, but like, yeah, that was the biggest disappointment. Um the dog obviously can't tell that Ellie's infected. Uh, <laughs> but the scanners couldn't say can, so the dog was the... the
1: dog the dog couldn't tell that the joke. Opportunity was missed, so
0: uh, so he probably likes did. Her anyway. That's why it started growling at yeah. the start, then <laughs> yeah. let her off. Yes, yeah, true. Um, Joel says he's looking for his brother Tommy, and they're taken to, to the Jackson community where Joel finds his brother Tommy. They have a very warm, brotherly embrace before Joel and Ellie shovel down some delicious grub. Yeah. I hate seeing people eat in shows like this. Well, Gareth, it I Reminds have me of to watching say, you eat. Yes. Yes. Dear listener, I am what they call a hoover, a vacuum. Um I shovel food into my mouth faster than you can imagine. You shovel now- food into your mouth like we live in an
1: apocalyptic world, um and you haven't had a proper meal in months. Yeah. If you can imagine that, imagine what that would look like. Oh, wait. This latest episode shows you exactly what Len looks like when he's eating. It's disgusting.
0: Disgusting. Anyway, I fully love uh, the brotherly embrace between Tommy and Joel. I thought it was very good. It kind of reminds me of like, even though it's not the same, because Game of Thrones went on for like eight seasons, but it had that feeling of like long lost characters reuniting yeah you know like stark-esque reuniting they had that sort of emotion for me which is weird because it hasn't really earned that but it felt like it i just think it felt very genuine i think it's i think it's
1: i think it's acting i think it's uh pedro by gum that's acting it's it's his eyes tommy tommy Um, (laughs) tommy tommy
0: and what are you doing here came here to save you. <laughs> I don't know what these accents are. We, need, we really need to stop me doing these accents. Yes, Jesus please. Christ. Um, and Tommy,
1: what's the actor's name for Tommy? Gabrielle Luna. He, I think he, he has a lovely way about him too, doesn't he?
0: Does, doesn't he? Puts you at ease in a way. Um, uh, Ellie, when she's having dinner here, uh, and we're going to talk about this in Clicker Corner, so don't think I've forgotten about it, listeners, but um, someone sort of spying at her, like staring at her. Yeah. Um, and this is a truly delicious Easter egg, okay? Uh, but we're going to talk about it in Clicker Corner because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. You know what I mean? So stick around for that after the scene-by-scene scene where we do all of the video game Easter eggs and references. Uh, Tommy reveals that he and Maria are married, and after a very, very impressive tour of what seems like an incredible post-apocalyptic community, Tommy and Joel catch up. You'd Joel, just stay, wouldn't you? You'd just stay. Oh, 100%. Like, that's, you've got everything that you want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joel says that he needs Tommy to take Ellie to the Fireflies. And then Tommy says that he can't as Maria is pregnant. Joel reacts like a dick and they uh, have a big falling out. Yeah. <laughs> basically yeah that sums it up i mean it
1: is hilarious that like joel's like yeah you know how you've got like all this lovely stuff here um i might just stay here if you can go off into the dangerous wilderness please and uh do the thing that i can't be asked to do anymore that would be lovely cheers and
0: you have to do it as well because i'm your brother thanks bye see ya uh it's just that sort of thing where Joel's an incredibly selfish character um now look that that's gonna that that runs through the entire show his selfishness and um yes he's a he's a he's a very complex character. we've talked about this before, how he is so rich and how the sort of his character is the ultimate grey <laughs> because there are chinks of light and there are chinks of dark. And uh that theme of selfishness will continue through the season and but, you know, culminate. But this
1: can be read as end. this could be read as the opposite. It could be read as selflessness when, you know, he's yes. he's he's willing to admit that Ellie would be better
0: off without him. And Well, I don't think at this stage he's admitting that. I think at this stage he's being selfish. But he will have a little character term, which we will talk about. Um, I think the other thing here, Gaz, is that Joel gets more angry when Tommy says that he's going to be a father. Now that's, and this is, this links back to the campfire sequence where Ellie says, you know, you could be anything. What do you want to be? Um, And all Joel wants to be is a father. And he can't. He can never do that again. So he'd be a sheep It's the next best thing. Yeah, exactly. So I think when Tommy tells him this, he reacts like a dick because he is angry and jealous of what not only what Tommy has in Jackson, not only the fact that the people in Jackson built this community not from violence, which is something that he believes the only way you can survive in this world is through violence, but he's also jealous of Tommy because he now has the one thing that he lost so tragically you know what i mean
1: well yeah i think um i think that's 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 definitely what's happened there he's um uh yeah it's just it's, it's jealousy and you're right that as much as he wants to be a sheep farmer what he what he really wants is um is yeah
0: to be a dad his daughter back um, <laughs> But uh, the line that sort of sold it for me is, uh, you know, Tommy sort of says, just because life stopped for you doesn't mean it has to stop for me. Brutal. And Sarah's watch literally stopped the day that she died. (laughs) So... That's deep. Deep shit. Very deep. Um, and obviously we know, and we've talked about this in the podcast, how Joel checks his watch constantly. John thinks it's because he just keeps forgetting that his watch is broken. However, I am adamant that it is because of Sarah. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Um, no, I think after 20 years, he's uh, he's probably well aware his watch isn't working.
0: Yeah. 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 Just a nervous tick. Um, back at the house that they are now staying in, a lovely little lovely little house, it's a massive house. We see the shrine uh to to Kevin and Sarah that is on the wall. Um and Maria then cuts Ellie's hair and uh they talk about Joel's dead daughter Sarah, to which Ellie is surprised, and she explains that Joel is not a good person <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um what do you think about this? I didn't I didn't love
1: it. I I mean ultimately she doesn't know anything about Joel and what she does know has come from Tommy who presumably i I'm guessing has uh, you get the sense that she probably knows everything about Tommy's past as well so she should know better than than Joel
0: is a bad person full stop you know what i mean yeah i think yeah maria's a uh, an interesting character i think she's given way more here at this stage in the um show than the game and this conversation actually we don't see this conversation in the game so at this point the characters are kind of in the same headspace ellie does not know know about sarah's existence right but joel goes and talks with tommy tries to offload ellie and at the same time, Maria is with Ellie, but we never see this in the game. And I think it's interesting that we do see it here. Um, and I'm sure a similar conversation went down in the game version because Maria is protective of Tommy. She feels that he was led down a path by Joel. Uh, Joel was the brotherly figure that Tommy always looked up to and always bailed. You know, got, he got bailed out by Joel all the time. So it's interesting but what is interesting here is Annie's like I know about this shit he's told me some of this horrible stuff that he's done. Um he doesn't do that anymore and she's very defensive over him which I kind of like. You know what I mean? She refuses to see weaknesses in her father figure character. Which is true like you don't want to admit that you know something your father did is bad. Do you know what I mean? you're inherently protective over that relationship and that person. So you will defend them. I I just think it's a very touching scene that she's actually that defensive about Joel. Yeah. I know what you mean.
1: Um, And I think, I think the thing is her feelings towards Joel have kind of been clear for a while. You know Um, what's been slightly more obscured is how Joel feels about Ellie. Um, But uh, but yeah, it's nice to nice to see
0: her defending him when he's not even there. Like that's
1: that's that's loyalty. Yeah,
0: that's loyalty. Um, They decide that they want to go see a movie. Yeah, because they've got that in Jackson as well. Uh, And as Ellie is at the movies, Joel uh, meets up again with Tommy and finally confesses everything to him. Ellie's immunity, what happened to Tess, Sam and Henry, and most importantly, that he is no longer the man he once was. He has panic attacks. He is old, deaf, unable to do the things he once did to keep them safe. He's terrified he will get Ellie killed, and he can't let that happen. Tommy then agrees to take Ellie to the Fireflies at dawn. Um, Movies, Gareth. First of all, uh, they're watching The Goodbye Girl. A movie that I, personally, have not seen. No. Have you seen this
1: movie? I have not. Um, but I did read that that's what it is. And, um, you know, I, I'm i sure it's an absolute classic. And... Um,
0: that's what people say. Yeah. There's a lot of themes, Gareth. And I'm actually going to watch this film now. And don't judge me, listeners. I can't watch everything, you know. We we have a show called... Uh, in, in a podcast network called How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That?, And it's where we reveal our secret shames about all-time classics that some of us haven't seen. So some members of the group hadn't seen Gladiator, for example. Others hadn't seen Pulp Fiction. So we laugh at them and then we re-watch the movie with them and then we go through the movie. And maybe Goodbye Girl is up there. I reckon most of us haven't seen that. No. No, okay. Uh, But the themes of the movie, Gareth, it's about a single mother moving into an apartment with their daughter and finding a surrogate father of sorts.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say treasure. But maybe the surrogate (laughs) father was the treasure they were looking
0: for all along. Yeah. If it was treasure, genuinely, like the Goonies or something, I'd definitely watch it. 100%. Yeah. So, anyway. What's the Goonies then? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I really feel like watching the Goonies now. Should we just stop doing this? No, I'm joking. Um... I've written here... Truffle, shuffle. Yeah, the truffle shuffle. Uh, Joel does the truffle shuffle. What? Um, No, I've written here that... And correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Obviously, you can write in to the feedback section, anyone who's played the game. uh, This is the most vulnerable I've ever seen Joel. Like, in terms of spilling his fucking emotions and and heart out. Uh, You don't get this in the game. You just don't. I mean, here's a here's a potential uh,
1: different way of reading the, this scene, which I I wouldn't subscribe to, but I I, I thought of it um, as a possibility. Could just be emotional manipulation. There is an
0: element of that. Um, I think it's a bit of both. I don't now. Look, I'm not saying there is manipulation there, but I I reckon, I reckon. It's not, it's not play acting or anything, but I reckon there is an element of Joel knowing that all it, it, that Tommy, if he says these things to Tommy, Tommy will take Ellie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why he does it. Yeah. Um, he doesn't like the fact that he's failing her, which I know is true. So let's go back through this episode. The fact that he can't stay awake at night. The fact that he froze up when Ellie was about to get ripped up, as he thought, by a dog. Um, the way he turned know, down the suit. that Kate... He- took
1: her because
0: <laughs> he was so yeah. hungry the kid uh, brian in kansas city that she had to shoot he lists his failings tess another failing all these failings uh and he doesn't want it to happen to him again or or to ellie uh and let's just say that his greatest fears are realized at the end of this episode which we will talk about of course now ellie's of course overheard this conversation and she confronts joel in her bedroom she says, everyone that has ever cared for her has either left her or died. Everyone but him. She mentions Sarah and how she's nothing like her. And Joel says, yeah, you're right. You are nothing like my daughter. And I'm not your father. And then he slams the door and says that in the door in the morning, they're going to go their own separate ways. Yeah. Incredible scene. Just um, an absolute standout scene. It is. Like, in the game, I think it's the best acted sequence possible um i think it's um word for word here pretty much and it was very similar to how it happens in the game And not not in terms of how they get to this point but the actual scene itself plays out the same way and it's very powerful stuff like uh, i think pedro and bella at this point are fully you know i'm fully sold you know what i mean This is the scene where Bella even takes it up to a new level here, you know. Yeah, true, true. She she deserves a lot of credit for it as well. Um,
1: But uh, yeah, I I guess it's the sort of scene that we that we have seen in other film and TV uh, between like a, a father and 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 daughter or a like step parent and a step child and they're like you're not my real dad and yeah he's like yeah damn straight i'm not i mean that'd be a really strange response but you know like some kind of angry retort um and it's and i guess in a way in a way what that shows the emotion behind this argument it shows that they are more like family than either of them are caring to admit
0: in that point But, but this is a father daughter argument Exactly, exactly right. Exactly in right. A bedroom, like you know, in their house, their house in quotation marks. Um, the way that Joel says, "Don't," like when she starts talking about serious, he's like pleading with her, "Don't fucking say it," because if you do, I'm going to lose my shit. You know what I mean? Um, and we'll talk about it in a minute, but this is an argument that had to happen, and we talked about this in the hot take about how sometimes you have these arguments. And they give you a greater clarity about what is going on. They clear you know what the I mean?
1: Clear the air and the fog.
0: Yeah. Doesn't stop it being brutal emotionally, but it does get the characters to a better place emotionally. Um, Anyway, we see Joel then thinking about Sarah uh, and maybe letting her go and potentially embracing a future with Ellie. Possibly.
1: We... Uh- <laughs> What did what did you think to the kind of the little scene of him thinking of Sarah like? The, interesting. The, those sort of yeah, this the fades back or were they hard cuts? I can't remember.
0: I thought the way that he was lit was fantastic on the bed in dark and light, which is a total reflection of his character, right? Thinking about Sarah and her hanging up the Christmas trees and that was interesting as well because I thought. It was a bit tacky. Yeah,
1: that's that's, that's <laughs> my look, thought. Now look,
0: I appreciate the sentiment of what they were trying to do, but it just didn't work for me. It, it 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 didn't necessarily work like the the way they did it. But him sitting on the bed thinking about it, I just took that as what I took from it. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I don't think they needed the shots of her. Maybe it, no, it I don't could have think just so been either. checking the time
0: again. That would have done it. What's the? I do the, think oh, it's oh, one of those things that they wanted to remind the audience of who Sarah is even though like video game people who've played the game. No. People who have watched the show multiple times. No. I think people and have for the casual the viewer once. No, I think I no. I think got. I think they've got to give their audience more credit. I reckon yeah, I agree. But I reckon that was maybe, maybe a part of it. Okay. In the morning, Tommy is heading to the stables with Ellie, but Joel is there. He's had a change of heart and has decided to take Ellie himself. He finally has accepted her as his well, responsibility. Yeah. Uh, that's half half
1: correct. I think so. No. No, as in he's decided
0: that Ellie gets to choose which, you know, before he's even finished yeah, the sentence, which he knows but he knows she's she's going to choose him. It's not like she's not going to fucking choose him.
1: Well, it's no, just she...
0: that way that he's he's trying to let himself off the hook. Yeah. Yeah. Um you know, I <laughs> I feel a bit bad for Tommy, you know, obviously yeah. he's, he's, he's probably had a huge argument with Maria. He's yeah. probably in the doghouse, mate. <laughs> She's like, you're not oh, fucking yeah. going anywhere. I've got a baby on the way, right? You're not fucking going to fucking university in fucking Colorado Springs, or whatever. You fucking stay here. They've he had a big blowout and then Joel just rocks up. Actually, mate, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? He's got to go back and sweet talk Maria now. unbelievable he's on the sofa for the next week yeah yeah probably very comfy sofa big house yeah so um, over the course of the next week Joel and Ellie's father and daughter-esque relationship grows even stronger Uh, he has finally let his guard down they banter and make their way western style to the university where the fireflies are based oh now I've written here Gareth and I'll play this underneath it (laughs) over this montage caught me off guard because it's actually the music from the end of the game. This track is so synonymous to me with me to the end of the game. To the the final moment of The Last of Us. Hmm. Yeah? And I love it there. So now I'm thinking where the what the fuck music are they going to use at the end of the show? Probably just anyway just, just me being else. a bit of a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, it's a very cool track, and it did work very well over this montage. Yeah. I will
1: um, say that the montage was montage was nice. Again, and um, y- you know they've they've got they've obviously got a freshness about their relationship now. Those clouds have been lifted. Um, yeah. Uh what I will well, Joel's say Joel's actually
0: engaging in the conversations I- now. Yeah, exactly. He's actually exactly. humoring her.
1: Yeah. Um what I will say is again, I didn't love at the end of that montage when it it just felt a bit clumsy when Joel's like, ah, there you go, we have made
0: it here in five days. <laughs> we have arrived. <laughs> <laughs> and it only took yeah. five um, days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do make it to the university gareth and um joel actually mentions that he doesn't want to be a sheep farmer he wants to be a musician now there's going to be more on that in Click a corner again so just fucking you know hold your horses um but that was a very interesting line and something that is going to be huge in season two um when they arrive there, the fireflies have left and all that remains are a few clues as to their new whereabouts. Turned into and monkeys. Monkeys! They've turned into monkeys. <laughs> Bloody monkeys. Um, they're having a great time, mm. aren't they? Um, Nature, once again, overtaking, you know, thriving about humanity. These monkeys would never be allowed to play at the university. What are they? Now are they, look are they
1: baboons?
0: They, well... Baboons are very dangerous, Gareth. But they look—they look dangerous, can, don't they? Who, any listeners who are zoologists, can you please write in uh, and let us know what type of monkey this is, and two, if they're dangerous, they looked vicious as fuck. Now, they were very chilled out about it. If those monkeys decided to swarm them, they're as dangerous as the infected, mate. Genuinely, absolutely. Um, I've heard horror stories about, you know, monkeys. Where monkeys go, they go for your balls and your dick first. That's the first place they go. Um, They rip it off. So, and then they
1: disgusted. Yeah, they're absolute perverts. Um, (laughs) um, But underrated line um, from you. (laughs) Under under normal circumstances, they would not be allowed to play at the university. You're
0: absolutely right. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's true that there. It's true. so they see that the the Fireflies have basically decided to go to Salt Lake City, uh, to St. Mary's Hospital. Uh, but as they see this, Raiders approach the complex. Joel kills one before realising that he himself has been stabbed in the gut by a broken baseball bat. As they ride off to safety on their horse, Joel falls off, pale as a sheet. And Ellie implores him to wake up saying, I'm fucked if you die. <laughs> yeah. This is Joel's worst fear coming true. He has potentially failed her and the song Gareth and this is very important the same song from the end of episode one is playing which spells danger but this is a acoustic version do you remember that song it's a lovely version isn't it yeah bloody beautiful it's playing right now Gareth very strong very strong song Mm.
1: Um, that's a a a good point I didn't um,
0: I didn't I didn't think I didn't like, that's why it's a deep dive, Gareth. I do my research. Yeah, I see so that. I can see that. even. I should come along tomorrow. Never more question of these. me again.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get Ellie's panicking here, but <laughs> but I'm fucked if you die. It's not. That's not the most.
0: It's a kid's reaction, though. She's genuinely afraid. Like she she. I'm not saying she loves Joel, but maybe she does at this point. But um, she she is genuinely in trouble <laughs> well she is she, she's correct she go back to jackson i goes i guess but yeah
1: um, yeah. yeah yeah just go and watch um, more movies it's fine it's absolutely yeah. fine
0: it's a sad ending though because you know a bit of a cliffhanger i guess for anyone who is only watching the show um they don't know how this is going to play out i'm not going to say anything here because i don't want to spoil anything <laughs> i um, mean you already have yeah. it's fine nah, don't worry about it but uh Obviously, you know, next episode is going to be very interesting mm. to see Early how they on handle own. it. I, I, I believe they're going to do the DLC, which is Left Behind and is a fantastic uh, piece of downloadable content for the first game. Where you get to play uh, as one of the light.
1: monkeys. Um, so. Yes,
0: roaming the university. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just learning stuff. Very true. That's how quickly very you can true. level up your... your um... Bio, biological science knowledge yeah. um, in that university. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. yeah. Fantastic DLC, as I said. So, look forward to that next week. Uh, but no, like, I hope, you know, hope Joel's all right. Bless, bless him. That's what I'm going to say. I hope he's all right. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, he looks in trouble, doesn't he? I mean, he's 50. Like, this is like the road in a way, because Cormac McCarthy's the road and the film interpretation with Vigo Mortensen. Um,. If you get sick in the apocalypse, and I'm talking even like a flu, a bad one, you're in deep trouble, especially at the age that Joel is. So I'm just going to tell you right now, this injury is, well, it looks fatal. And in most cases, it would be fatal. So anyway, um, but luckily fell on snow, which, as I said yesterday, yeah. has soft landing. soothing effects. So, Very soothing. Yeah. yeah. All right, Gareth, should we move on to Click a Corner? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Click a Corner this week. This is where we detail the changes from the video game and any video game Easter eggs or nods to the video game that I, Len, the experienced uh, Last of Us video game... Have read on it's the Encyclopedia. No, I know this like the back of my hand, Gath. I don't need to read anything. I'm picking up on stuff that not even the internet has picked up on. No, and I challenge I've you seen, to find something I saw, that I
1: haven't seen. I saw your chat GPT search history. Hi, <laughs> hi chat. You know
0: what? I have
1: Um Can you tell me what Easter eggs chat- there
0: were in the latest episode? I... I, actually, I Know what Chat GPT is, and I still haven't used it yet, but I am fascinated to see if it can uh, write some of my scripts that I've been trying to come up with for me. <laughs> um, it can. You anyway, can also deliver um, them, so we're out of a job. Yeah. The first one is Ellie hunting rabbits. Uh, we open up this episode, Seeing the Dead Rabbits, and that actually opens up the winter chapter in the game. We also see the bow and arrow in the cabin, yeah. and that is essentially Ellie's one of Ellie's legendary weapons and a weapon that you use primarily in the first game. Now, interrogating the old couple uh, by getting them to verify each other's location on the map is a technique that Joel uses in the game. However, the way he uses it in the game is far, far more brutal. And I'm interested to see if that will become important later on. Which I'm pretty sure it will do, Gareth. So just hold your horses there. Mm -hmm. Uh space and Ellie's fascination with space is a lovely, uh, you know, bit of information here. And it's going to feed beautifully into something in Last of Us Part 2 or Last of Us Season 2 here. And uh, it, it is honestly one of the most beautiful sequences um, that I've ever seen. The Last of Us <laughs> so, in
1: space.
0: Exactly, Gareth. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the dam. Now, we see the dam briefly in this episode. You know, fish swam into a wall and all that. Uh, But uh, in fact, most of this episode takes place at the dam in the game. So they're actually there helping Tommy and Maria and their crew uh, restore power to the community of Jackson. Mm. They're regularly attacked by raiders. You have to clear out these raiders. And Ellie actually flees on horseback when she learns about um, Joel giving up. Uh, her to tommy and that's where they have the conversation at an abandoned farmhouse after taking down more raiders um so it's a lot more action heavy in the game but i actually think the idea to tone it back strip it back and get more emotional in the show was way better here
1: well now yes they they work for the mediums the media that they represent like you can't you can't have that much action um that much killing in the tv show and you can't have that much Chat in
0: in a game. It would just be a film otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> in- <laughs> in- interactive game, movie. You know I mean? Yeah. Um, um, so yes, good choice. Now in Jackson. Good choice. Yeah. In Jackson, we see the bar. We see other key locations that feature heavily in Last of Us Part Two. Of course, we don't really see the Jackson community in Part One. We even see the famous horse Shimmer. Uh, And that is a horse that you ride in Last of Us Part 2. Tommy and Maria being pregnant is a show invention. It does not happen in the game. In fact, I have no evidence that Tommy has any children in the game. There is a weird kid looking at Ellie. um, And I will say this right now. That is a huge Easter egg for Part 2. And a major character, Dina. Uh, I'm sure we will see more of that character in Last of Us Part 2. So just uh, if anyone who has played Part 2 knows of that character, I'm sure you were thinking the same thing when you saw that person staring at Ellie. Ellie is given a purple and white hoodie, and this is Ellie's outfit for the entirety of the game from this point onwards. So she's got another costume change, Gareth.
1: What's her line? It's very fucking
0: purple. <laughs> eggplant. eggplant. That's about the coat, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that was a weird way to describe it. I didn't know people call it eggplant. Yeah, it's a, a colour. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Fair enough. Yep. Fair enough. Yep. I just don't know my colours, apparently. Evidently. Um, anyway, Joel wanting to be a singer, uh, that is a huge character beat and major driving force and through line of The Last of Us Part Two. Now... Music in this show so far has been incredibly important, Um, but I'm going to tell you this right now. In seasons two and three, music will be one of the key narrative threads that connects everything. And it's beautifully used. It's a beautiful character development moment. And I can't wait to see how they handle that in season two. And I've already talked about it, Gareth, but the university in the game is far superior. There's more tension, more infected, more raiders. It's set as night is falling. Joel kills several raiders before falling off the railing and getting impaled on a steel bar. It looks horrendous and is a major shock. The show uses a way more subtle technique that I think, to be honest with you, doesn't have the same impact that it does in the game.
1: Yeah, I guess the falling down falling off the top of the stairs and being impaled that that feels like certain death you know um yeah
0: it looks yeah in the game i will say when i first played it like in 2013 i was like oh he's dead then well yeah that's it
1: and i think i think a tv audience wouldn't would would just presume that is it. And you know, that may well be it. But at least right now it's like, oh, can he survive that? Um I don't think there's any tension when you fall and are impaled on a metal bar. Um, that's game over. Literally.
0: Well, all I'm saying is all I'm saying game over. Would you like to play again? <laughs> nah. Don't worry about it. Anyway, um that's it for Corn this week. And uh, thank you for listening to that. If you've got any questions, of course, or you think I've missed one, which I challenge you, I challenge you, dear listener, uh, you can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com, just like these lovely individuals have with their feedback. First up, Kellyanne has been in touch, and you'll like this, Gareth. Uh, Kellyanne says this, good morning. I recently found your podcast, and I'm really enjoying it. Oh, you're right. I did like that. That was a great email. You did like that, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Just have to make in a correction, though. Uh the filming of this show was done in Canada oh, episode there you go. six specifically was filmed in Canmore, Alberta. I live in Toronto, Ontario, but spent many summers in the Canadian Rockies. I think our beautiful country deserves the credit. Thank you for making me smile great email now i I love great email love a, a geographical email yeah, so I knew you would like that. um
1: that's great and and yes I understand you know alberta uh, to be a, a beautiful province um uh ontario is a little bit a little bit flat a little bit flatter from uh, what i understand compared to the rest of um compared to that uh, that west side of canada but um yeah obviously it's supposed to be wyoming right like that's that's where it's set
0: um yes but i and, guess and i will say this kellyanne i will say this and gaz you'll agree with me canada's fucking stunning like um i've been very fortunate to go and i can't wait to go again um and that whole north american vibe is just something that i yearn to travel in and pine like forests i'm talking that wilderness the mountains. pine forest, snow mountains i love that shit uh, if i could do it on horseback even better you Can't so, ride a yeah. thanks for your email kellyanne lovely and uh, thanks for the support next up we have our new patron steve who has uh, said this, I've spent so much time over the years listening to your podcast and love what you do. I'm enjoying The Last of Us show and coverage, even though I'm a lowly shownly. And they say, I agree with John on Melanie's portrayal and glad her character ended up dinner for Fungus Gymnast Girl and that she is dead. Or is she? Question mark. <laughs> oh, God. Imagine uh, if she Bella came Bella Ramsey. Oh, no. Imagine if she came back. That would be a shambles. Uh, she'd be a shambler. Yep. Yeah. Um, Bella Ramsey really is coming into her own. I love to see it from our Game of Thrones crew. I've never seen a show that can make you care for a character so rapidly. And I'm looking forward to see what comes next. Thank you for your amazing work and keeping us all so entertained. Five bloobs from thanks, Steve. Thanks, Stee. Um Thanks for the support. I will say that. We all agree that Melanie Linsky's character was not the greatest in the show. I, and I think I
1: pers- I, I'm not saying I put that down to writing as much as anything.
0: Yeah. And I'm not saying we're attacking the actress or the character specifically, but I think it was a, a shoehorned in character that wasn't necessarily as well written as some of the other characters. Um, not to say that's her fault and, you know, we're not being horrible to her character or anything, but yeah, we agree uh, that she did deserve to die to fungus gymnast girl. That is is fair. We're not being horrible, but we are saying that that was a good way. the character, the character, not the actor. Yeah, not the actress, the character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And Gareth, we put a poll out last week uh, across several channels asking if Sam was better realised in the game or the show. And we had some great responses. Uh, Brienne written and said, uh, I much preferred Henry and Sam in the show. They were able to add such incredible character depth this way. And it had me heartbroken. I like them in the games too. Don't get me wrong. I just prefer them in the show. Captain Max said, I think the television actors did a fantastic job and had me more emotional. More emotional. <laughs> emotional. Uh, this is not to take away from the voice actors of the game and Michael said it's good to remember that video games were much different in 2013 they didn't flesh out side characters back then one of the reasons The Last of Us 2 is superior is because they flesh out so much more story and characters to me Tess, Bill, Henry, Sam and Tommy have been better in the show so thank you everyone mm. and thank you for getting in touch with us uh, we really do appreciate it you can email us at podcast at gmail.com uh, and that is it this week for our deep dive on The Last of Us episode 6 titled Kin um, we want your thoughts and theories like I said right in people if you could be so kind as to subscribe share and spread the word of this podcast that would be amazing uh, of course the next stage is the Patreon that's patreon.com forward slash fan critical bonus content give us those monies yeah and uh, we'll put them to good use don't worry John dance. and uh, yeah John dancing and that I want to say thank you to my younger brother-type character who yearns for my constant approval. Thank you, Gareth.
1: Yeah, how did I do? How did I do?
0: You did all right, mate. I mean, look, this is the problem. When John's not here, you know, you, you've got a lot of responsibility on his shoulders, so you did fine, okay? Yay. So don't worry about um,
1: it. No, also our Patreon money is going towards medicine for poor sickly John, who's always okay. sick. Yeah,
0: pump him full Blast of those him. meds. Yeah. Uh, of course, and to do that, we have to go on a supply run, find more supplies. In the meantime, dear listeners, please do enjoy and survive. We will be back for episode seven, almost towards the end of the season now, listeners. And that episode is called Left Behind. So we'll see you then. Bye. <laughs>